it's just this misconception that you need to be on the go all the time, 100%. you need to be stressed, you need to be under the pump, yeah. you need to hustle. But it's like, yeah, you're doing that and yeah, you're, you're, st- you're doing good things, awesome. 100%. But imagine if you were doing less but with a like with more brain capacity, yeah. with more energy yeah. and with more thoughts. With a plan in with mind. With a plan. 100%. With, you know, imagine how much more you can achieve. Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Way podcast, your go-to place for all things fun, happiness, well-being, growth, trust, and diversity. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I am here to inspire and connect everyone who chooses health and happiness so you can be your healthiest self and live life the happy way. Welcome back, everyone. On today's episode, we have clinical nutritionist and personal trainer, Danielle Boulian from the House of Holistic Health. Danielle helps women balance their hormones and gain optimal health so they can feel their best from the inside out. Today, we are going to not just be talking about hormone health, but a personal health story that Danny experienced. Danielle's journey through natural health has not always been so straightforward. In recent years, she has been recovering from breast implant illness and had to undergo an explant which significantly improved her health. After years of not knowing what was wrong with her and not being able to get a diagnosis or any answers from multiple doctors, Danielle took matters into her own hands. So let's get into everything because this is an awesome story and I'm excited to have you on. I'm excited too. Yay, welcome. (laughs) So to kick things off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your clinical consultations and why you feel so passionately about helping women? Yes. So basically, long story short, I think I've always been passionate about nutrition, Mm -hmm. even throughout high school, I always studied nutrition. I always was into eating healthy and there was always something that kind of ignited the fire within me that, you know, led me to this passion per se. Mm. Um, And when I had finished high school, I went directly into nutrition and dietetics and I loved it. And it was one time that I was studying, I remember in the library and I thought, you know what, I want to look up personal training and I really want to do something else to, you know, I guess, support further Mm. knowledge and whatnot. So enrolled in personal training and I really have not looked back since. So (laughs) it's been eight years now. And I think Over the years, like, it's kind of led me into the women's health perspective over watching the fitness industry change from, you know, that bodybuilding, very masculine, very women belong just, you know, on the treadmills to now women engaging in, you know, I guess everything. Weight training. Weight training, yeah, everything. And we're talking so much more openly now about the menstrual cycle, about Mm -hmm. women's hormones, about everything. So it's just been phenomenal to see, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, over time. Um, And I guess that kind of led me into clinical nutrition in conjunction with the health issues that I went to. So I actually transitioned from uh, nutrition dietetics to um, nutrition dietetic medicine. And I think the natural health perspective is something that really, really helped me heal from within, especially to do with the whole explant and um, the breast implant illness. So that's been Mm. huge um, it's been a very, <laughs> a very interesting journey, Absolutely. so to say, and a lot of research and, yeah. 
you know, self-development, but it's, um, yeah. I bet when you're grateful for, because now you can help yeah. so many people. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So let's talk about your life-changing explant. As I mentioned in the introduction, you struggled with symptoms for years, yeah. but you never really got any answers and you never knew what the hell was going on. No. So talk to us about those symptoms. What was going on for you? And when did you know something wasn't mm-hmm. quite, quite right? Mm-hmm. Look, I guess, you know, you don't really think about things straight away, but Mm. getting breast implants to begin with is actually a surgery. You know what I mean? So Mm. there's always, I'm not going to say complications with a surgery, but you you have to recover from a surgery. You know what I mean? You're you're put under, you're, Mm. you're taking antibiotics and, you know, it's not a simple road. So I think you're dealing with that. And then on top of that, you're dealing with a whole lot of silicon and heavy metals um, implanted into your body, I guess, you know, and from an aesthetic perspective, great. You don't even think about any of the health outcomes Mm -hmm. when you implant. So I guess it wasn't straight away for me. I think now looking back, I think I started to see small bouts of health changes about six months in. Wow. Um, So can I just ask, when did you, how many years did this span over? So it spanned over. So it was five years that I had, yeah, five years I had the breast implants. Yeah. Okay. Um, But things kind of went really sour about year two. So two, three. So that's when autoimmune started, but we'll get into that. But I think it was about six months before I noticed like the first kind of symptoms, which were, you know, I guess vertigo, dizziness, kind of like your daily kind of headaches, kind of like your daily kind of take a medication, Mm. don't worry about it kind of symptoms. And you wouldn't really link the two just yet. So, and I I, I do remember visiting doctors and they Mm. kind of push it to the side, blaming um, birth control, like Implanon and blaming stress, blaming, Mm. you know, things. So I never, never put two and two together. Absolutely not. Especially when you've got health professionals telling you otherwise. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So you don't really link the two, Mm. you know, so... That's kind of wow. where it started, yeah. Wow, that's not, that's pretty mm. soon into yeah. having them yeah. far out. Yeah, yeah. So how did you actually come to the conclusion that you had breast implant illness? Because like you said, you couldn't really get answers and mm-hmm. everyone kept pushing it to the side. And you yeah. even said yourself, like, you wouldn't really link the two. So not at all. how did that conclusion happen? So I guess from the six months onwards, um, things kind of started to get worse. You know what I mean? We started mm. to see hormonal issues, skin issues, yeah. um, and things started just compounding kind of to the point where I got kind of two years in and I was like, okay, now I'm ready to do a fat loss, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I was in the yeah, fitness yeah. industry. It was just kind of, you know, mm. what I wanted to do. Um, and nothing budged. In fact, things went the other way and I started to get worse. I started to mm. gain weight and my skin just went horrible. I was just fatigued all the time. I couldn't even recover from workouts. And that's really kind of, you know, embarrassing to say as a personal trainer. I couldn't even train to the extent of what I used to because I literally couldn't recover from them. I felt flu symptoms all the time. So it was almost like if I had pushed myself too hard, I would almost get, you know, when you feel like the flu is coming on, like all your glands are up. That was like a real common occurrence right until I explanted. But it was that two year in kind of point where I was like, okay, I'm going to get bloods done and I'm going to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I saw an integrative doctor and he, um, funnily enough, actually did all the bloods, but actually mentioned breast implants. And But I wow. kind of was like, no, nah, I kind of shunned it. And I was like, no, I'm not I'm not listening to this right now. This is did not what I want to hear. Did you do that because you just didn't want to hear it? Because I, yeah. it was 
that was part of your aesthetic and you liked that or did you yeah. not want to hear it because you're just you're like, no, that's not even a thing. Kind of both. Kind of both. Yeah. And it was funny because he actually used to work with a lot of women mm. in surgery wow. removing yeah. breast implants mm. and they were like the old implants from back in the day when they used to literally yeah. pour oh, into gosh. the chest wall yeah. without going too much into things. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, long story short, he did all my bloods and he actually found autoimmune disease. So when you're 24 and you're, you've got these progressive symptoms, you know that something's mm. not right. So, yeah, so if it wasn't for him and, you know, starting to kind of compound these symptoms together, I kind of wouldn't have known it was yeah. that. Yeah. But it wasn't until the turning point where I found this girl on Instagram and I, okay. I, I went on her profile and she posted about her explant. And mm. this was probably... I think it might have been actually in 2019. So this was three or four years in and okay. she posted her journey completely and a f- an hour video on YouTube about all her symptoms yeah. disappearing after she explanted and it was just, I just sat there crying because I was wow. like, oh, my God, this is what it is. What else wow. could it be? I'm living so clean, organic. I was doing yeah. everything. Yeah. And you know what it's I know. like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I know because I know you and I yeah. know what you're like and yeah. I see how you eat and how yeah. you move and how you're mindful and I'm like, she's doing everything right. <laughs> how could all these symptoms be presenting? So, Doesn't make sense. Yeah, so, yeah. Wow. So that was kind of the turning point. And that then was from like there, the light bulb moment. That was the yeah. light bulb moment and yeah. research of kind course. of happened from there. So, yes. Yeah. Wow. Mm. So once you had the surgery, mm-hmm. literally within 24 hours of your explant, your brain fog lifted, yeah. the colour in your face and eyes completely changed. You could finally breathe deeply and no longer had any joint pain. Yeah. This was all within 24 hours. Yes. So, yeah, yeah that's crazy. It's so insane. what were the weeks and the days like after that and yeah. how has your health changed overall? Yeah, look, I was... I had seen, there's a lot of Facebook groups in regards mm. to breast implant illness and I had seen the changes in the other other women that quickly and I thought, yeah. that's not going to happen. Like yeah. this was, you know, I was kind of in disbelief. Of course. And then I kind of, I woke up the next day and I went to go look in the mirror and I was shocked at what I, I yeah. saw the whites of my eyes again. My skin was bright and I just felt like literally weight was lifted off my chest. Like I could breathe better. It was just phenomenal, like you mentioned. And that's insane because when you first come out of surgery, (laughs) you know, you're pumped with drugs. So like you're not going to be feeling amazing when you first wake up. But so for you to notice... You know, yeah. the colour in your skin, the colour in your eyes had yeah. changed significantly. Like, yeah. that's insane. It was just, yeah, it was crazy. And I guess, don't get me wrong, I was in a lot of pain. It was yeah, a big surgery. But weeks, months, you know, following that, I continued to get better. Mm. And don't get me wrong, it does take time to heal. Absolutely. I would course, say, yeah. you know, a good year. I think mm. now I'm almost two years post-op and I'm yep. probably at my healthiest I've been. Yeah. Um, but it does take time and it does take work, but, oh, my of God, course. it's so worth it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just fixing the gut, fixing the hormones, and yep. you know these things take time. Of so, course. Yeah. But, it's yeah, it really is that process of repair and yeah. detox, but yeah. Yeah. You're, you've gotten rid of the what I thought the was a root cause, cause yeah, you know, it. so yeah, it's wow. crazy. The body what wants a, to heal. Yeah, yeah, of course. Absolutely. What about your autoimmune? Yes. So pretty much I have to get my bloods done again yeah. in another month, but I'm yeah. pretty much in remission now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. I, I was put on medication back then and I was told that I, co- I couldn't fix it. 
And it just, wow. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's crazy. It's just nuts. So it just proves that I was so determined to find the answer. And I thought, no, nah, I'm not going to yeah. stop till I do. So what do you think it is about the breast implants? What yeah. do you think it causes all these health issues? Look, I mean, for some women, they don't react. And I yeah. think it really just depends on many a reasons, like mm. a biochemical level. It depends yeah. how their body really deals with the implant. But the implant itself is silicon, yeah. you know, and it's filled with heavy metals. Mm. And putting something like that above your vital organs for yeah. such a long amount of time, your body tries to break it down. Yeah. When my implants came out, they were yellow. They wow. went in white. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So even the surgeon was like, oh, yeah, that's serum exchange, which means the body's breaking wow. it down. So, you know, I think I think it's the the stress that the mm. implants put on the body mm. that really, you know, kind of causes the cascade of events that follow. Okay. I don't think it's, you know, it might not be this case for everyone, but I yeah. do think they're a ticking time bomb. Mm. I mean, they, they recommend to change them every 10 years. Yeah, Why exactly. if they're safe? Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly so right. what are they doing to the yeah. body? So, yeah. Wow. It's crazy. <laughs> Interesting. So aside from the illness and obviously the incredible journey back to health yes. post-explant, yeah. how did you adjust to not actually having the implants from more of an aesthetic point of view? Because, you know, it does become your identity. And, hey, they're bloody great to look at. Of so, course. <laughs> you know, like how did you adjust yeah. to that after? Because obviously you wanted <clears throat> them for a reason. Of course. You know, so how did you go afterwards? So afterwards, I guess... It was an adjustment, but I think I was so ready to be mm. healthy and I just focused on what I was going to gain rather than what I was losing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're right, it is an aesthetic journey. And most women mm. in the first place get it for aesthetics. Yeah. I mean, I got yeah. it for aesthetics. Yeah. It was a fitness industry thing. Yeah. It was, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Yeah. But I guess I'd never felt so authentic getting mm. rid of them essentially yeah. because now I was authentically me and I yeah. could train again. I didn't have to worry about, you know, damaging anything yeah, or you know things being in the way or you know yeah, I think yeah. I was just so focused on the health outcome that it didn't worry me as much yeah, okay. you know yeah so I guess maybe for some and I know I've spoken to some women that it's a really big thing and I totally understand Absolutely. that you know yeah. what I mean it's a really really personal decision as to mm. why people get breast implants in the first place yeah um and obviously it's a personal decision to remove them as of well course. so I think, yeah, focusing on the health outcomes and your body just changes. You'd be surprised yeah. how, you know, how mm. accepting you can become of your body when you just truly learn to just be yeah. and just, yeah, yeah, accept the change and, yeah, yeah, you know, focus on good health. Yeah. There's nothing better than feeling like I can think again yeah. and have energy again and, you know. I know. I guess you wouldn't even yeah. think about that, you know, right? from where you were to ha from having all of those health issues. Yeah. That would be the last thing on your Literally. mind. You know, you would be yep. so caught up in the amazing feelings of health 100%. and feeling normal and yeah. feeling like, like you said, that you can think clearer and you yeah. don't have to take medication. No. You know, yeah, 100%. wouldn't really be much of a concern at all. No, not at all. I think, <laughs> yeah. yeah, being able to live life normally yeah. again and not yeah. have to worry about, oh, am I going to be run down? Am I going to be able to book that client in because I don't know how I'm going to feel, you know? Yeah, so wow. it's it got to that extent. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's, yeah, it's crazy. So now that we've talked about the explant, mm -hmm. I would love to move on to hormone health mm -hmm. um, as this is what you help lots of women with yes. in clinic. And obviously throughout your journey, you would have had to learn so much, especially after the explant. You would have had to rebalance all of your hormones, <laughs> yes. everything. Um, so firstly, how did the explant and the breast implants actually mm -hmm 
affect your hormone mm-hmm. levels and how do we go about balancing them? The biggest thing that I saw mm. or that I felt was mm. the effect on my thyroid because yeah, okay. um, the, the autoimmune disease that I had was Hashimoto's, okay. so it was of the thyroid. Yeah. So I think I'm not saying that was the first issue mm. that it caused, but uh, that was one of many. Yeah. <laughs> and we know that the thyroid governs a lot of things. It governs, you know, the menstrual cycle. It yeah. governs your body temperature. Mm-hmm. It governs a you. It governs a lot in the body. So you really do feel the change. Mm. Um, So I think after removing, it did take a bit of time up until now to be able to balance that out Mm. because – you know, we're, we're suffering with nutrient deficiencies and you need these vital nutrients in order for hormones to do their thing as well, you know? So yeah, it was definitely a thyroid and it was a menstrual cycle um, effect that I, that I personally experienced anyway. So Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of that. So I should have asked you this question before, Mm. but for anyone listening who, you know, this whole, this is new to them, what are hormones? How do they work? And why is it important to have them balanced? Mm-hmm. So hormones essentially are a chemical messenger yes. <laughs> that are excreted yes. into the body. Um, I like to refer them as little minions. Basically, that's a really they, they send yeah. the messages around. They do, yeah. they do. They're our little messengers, <laughs> yeah. and like you know, they work yeah. in many different ways depending yeah. on you know mm. what their job role is essentially. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so. I guess when they govern certain things like our body Mm -hmm. temperature and like our menstrual cycle, I guess that's where we start to feel the symptom changes. If you're kind of aware of your normal Mm -hmm. and your normal does change, we know that we can have imbalances and they do present as signs and symptoms, Mm -hmm. obviously variable depending on the person. For me, it was a lot of acne and it was a lot of digestive issues um, and, yeah, late periods, early periods, heavy periods, mm. you know, all of those all painful of periods. All of the above. All of yeah. the above. So you can get all these signs and symptoms and unfortunately sometimes they're kind of just told, oh, yeah, that's normal, just, mm. you know, women are meant to get painful periods and heavy periods. It's, yeah, right. Well, you know, so but it's it's not normal. It's no. actually a sign of something deeper. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think we can we can kind of create that connection when we get yeah. when we move away from or we deviate yeah. away from our normal when it comes to hormones yeah. so yeah so we spoke about thyroid a little bit yeah. but how does your thyroid health mm-hmm. and your gut health mm-hmm. impact your hormone levels mm-hmm. and how can we really nourish these mm-hmm. bo- these areas of mm-hmm. health mm-hmm. well i mean when we're talking gut health mm. it's it's such a spoken about topic yes. now isn't it yes it's such a hot topic such a yeah. hot topic such a buzzword <laughs> yeah buzzword uh, but really i mean when we talk about the gut when we talk about gut health mm. we talk about digestion and the more stress the body has the more it's going to affect digestion and then digestion really is your it's your it's your way that we get nutrients yeah. and if we're not getting these nutrients and cofactors mm. the body can't do what it wants to do efficiently no. yeah and i guess that kind of translates to other areas like the thyroid and we need zinc selenium and iodine for yeah. the thyroid we need certain nutrients for the liver and all of that kind of stuff so i think if we can yeah focus on fixing the gut and then that will then translate to the yeah. thyroid and i think that's what i experienced with um, my own healing journey, yeah. you know, being able to kind of get things working again within yeah. the gut really led to, you know, the thyroid being okay. nourished yeah. again. And it's I like think a- it's never the thyroid first. I feel like the thyroid comes after. Okay. I feel like it's a bit of a... It's like a chain reaction, It is like a chain. Yeah, yeah, it's like a bit of a chain yeah. reaction, you yeah. know. If we're not really nourishing the thyroid, then the mm. thyroid slows down. Mm. If we're not eating enough, yeah. which is massive, as you yeah. would know with yeah. females... Mm. The thyroid slows down yeah. and we we try to conserve the energy. Mm-hmm. So I really do think things 
well, it starts in the gut. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so what are some things we can do every day to nourish our gut? What are some basic little tips mm-hmm. and nutritionist approved tips <laughs> that we could do? I, I guess I like to start kind of with lifestyle factors yeah. as well as food, but yeah. I think we we are, live in such a stressful world. Absolutely. From when we wake up to when we go to sleep, we're not sleeping enough, we're not getting sleep quality, we're constantly mm. surrounded by blue light. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just affecting us. So I think if we can if we can focus on stress, mm. you know what I mean, and really start to get that stress management in, which is I know mm. something that you talk about a yes. lot as well. Yeah, I love that meditation area. Stress, and all yeah, of that. stress <laughs> management. And again, like a lot of people talk about it, but are we actually doing these practices? Yes, exactly. You know? So make a priority. Hundred percent. So that's yep. going to translate to your digestion mm-hmm. and gut health as well. Because Absolutely. if you're stressed, you're not digesting. Mm. You know, you're in fight or flight. You're not yep. in rest and digest. Yep. So. Yep. That's a start. Sleeping properly, mm. ensuring you have enough water, filtered yeah. water. Like, don't mm-hmm. grab coffee first. Grab water yep, first. Yep, that's it. Simple little things, Simple, aren't they? Yeah. It's so funny because you probably see this as well. Yeah. But when I get a client in clinic, yeah. you know, your initial appointment, yeah. um, and you're discussing, say, it is gut health. Yeah. And you give them a treatment plan, and it lists, you know, three things that they need to start with. Yeah. And those three things are so simple. So simple. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. what, is this all I have to do? <laughs> yeah. But then they actually, you know, they start drinking two litres of water a day. Yeah. They start getting eight hours of sleep. Yeah. You know, they start actually doing meditation once a day for 10 minutes. And then when I see them again in two weeks, yeah. they're like, their mood has changed. Their digestion has changed. They're going to the bathroom more regularly. You know, Crazy. they're not as lethargic <laughs> as they used to be. Yeah. And it's like that literally is all like you start with those basic lifestyle factors so that simple. you have just said mm-hmm. and it can actually make a world of difference. And then from 100%. there you have the energy to make dietary changes. Exactly. You have the motivation to take your supplements. Exactly. You feel ready and energized to go to the gym, you know, and exactly. it, it all starts with simple things, the lifestyle factors and yep. makes a huge difference. But I think people expect everything to be so complicated and so hard. You know, if I want to lose weight, if I want to be happier, if I want to be healthier, it's mm-hmm. got to be hard. 100%. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't. And it actually isn't hard. It doesn't. You know? It yeah. doesn't need to be like that. It's all of these small little things every day that actually 100%. improve your health. And yeah. you would know that firsthand from 100%. going on your journey. And like like you said, it, it takes a long time mm-hmm. because it, it's about adopting small habits every day. It's a lifestyle. Exactly. <laughs> it's not a two-week, three-week, four-week no, diet. It's, it's, it's a, a lifestyle. Commitment. It's a commitment. It's a new way of living. Yeah. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. And if not now, then when? You exactly. know what I mean? Years yeah. to come when we do experience chronic mm. disease. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so. then it's too late. And then I always, you know, people want to get fixed and be healthy straight mm-hmm. away. But it's like, how many years did it take for you to get into this chronic, 100%. you know, illness? 100%. How many years? It's going to take just as many years to undo it 100%. because you need to do it slowly and gently and carefully. 100%. And people are like, what do you mean I'm not going to be better tomorrow if I take <laughs> this tablet, you know? It's 100%. like, no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Anyway, and, yeah, yeah. And you can't, we can't just, yes, we have the ability to, mm. I guess, prescribe. Yes. Yep. However, we don't want to always be no, doing that. No, you know, I mean, I, no. I don't know about you, but I suck at taking supplements. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm somewhat yeah. regimented, but yeah, still. Good. Yeah, but I'm just, That means nothing if you're not doing exactly. everything else. If you're not eating healthy, if you're yeah. not nourishing, if you're not reducing stress, your body can't even absorb all these 
supplements you're spending all this money on. 100%. So get the basics right and then add in all the good things, you know. But yes, I think we got off topic there. We're both clearly very passionate <laughs> about this. Yeah, we're like, oh, this is so what you fiery. Need. <laughs> but it's true. It's, it's true. very true. It's, yeah. It starts with the basics. It does. It does. So when it comes to what we're eating on a daily basis, yeah. what foods and nutrients best support our health mm-hmm. and our hormone health? So, you know, let's say, what's one thing I can add to my breakfast? What's one thing I can have mm-hmm. in my dinner? You know, yeah. what's a great little snack that's yeah. going to give my hormones what it needs? What are the nutrients? What are yeah. the foods? What can I nourish my body with? Yeah. I guess when it comes to this kind of stuff, we want to kind of keep it simple. Yeah. With no two people are mm. the same. You Absolutely know this. Not. But yeah. I guess you know when it comes to hormones we need enough healthy fats Mm. and I don't think we're getting enough Um, especially omega-3s I think we kind of eat a lot more inflammatory fats than Mm -hmm. we do actually healthier fats so I think if there's one change that we can make it's Mm. going to be including those healthier fats like the oily fish the avocados the nuts and seeds the olive oils and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Um, because we need them as precursors and if we don't have them as precursors you know we're Nothing having all this work. inflammatory, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're having all this Im- inflammatory and processed food, yeah. You know, and yeah, it's causing inflammation in the gut. Mm. So, yeah, I think I think it's a really good start to be able to get that those yeah. healthy fats in, along with fiber. You know, yeah. complex carbohydrates, mm. and you know what, eating breakfast is yeah. another is another phenomenal mm-hmm. way. Eating breakfast and eating enough, yeah. You know, so I guess it's a few things, but yeah, if I were to say one thing when it comes to hormones, it's a hundred percent healthy fats, yeah. For sure. Yep. So I know we did touch on stress, but how does stress actually contribute to unbalancing your hormones? So, you know, when we are really stressed, what are some of the impacts it can have on our hormones? Yeah. Well, I mean, like we we spoke about previously, it directly impacts digestion. Mm. So, you know, it governs the rest and digest. And again, if we're not in rest and digest, Mm. we're not digesting, assimilating nutrients. You know, and some people are that stressed that they're just chronically running to the toilet. You know what I mean? And where are these nutrients going? Yeah. Team that with coffee, team Mm. that with, you know, things that affect nutrient absorption and really, you know, stress impacts digestion. Mm. And I think that's where it starts. And then it it causes the cascade, Mm. you know, like we said before. And especially when it comes to women's hormones, stress and estrogen progesterone and the balance. I mean, how many people do we see with estrogen dominance, you know, and cortisol Mm -hmm. stealing that progesterone, you know what I mean? So we're not getting enough of that progesterone because, well, in my opinion, I think we are chronically stressed. I agree. We live in such a... You know, yeah. crazy world, and everyone reckons that they've got to be stressed to be successful, yeah. and it's the hustle, just the hustle, <laughs> and it's just like, oh please, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You can't be successful when you're not your healthy, vibrant self. I, I don't agree I, more. I, you know, I couldn't agree more. I feel like it's just this misconception that you need to be on the go all the time. 100%. You need to be stressed. You need to be under the pump. Yeah, you need to hustle. But it's like. Yeah, you're doing that, and yeah, you're you're st- you're doing good things, awesome. 100%. But imagine if you were doing less, but with a like with more brain capacity, yeah. with more energy, yeah. and with more thought, with a plan in with mind, hundred percent. You know, imagine how much more you can achieve, and you can by looking after yourself first, yeah. 
and then giving out all your energy, whatever you've got left, to yep. your work and to your lifestyle and to everything else. You know? And enjoy the process. Yes. Yeah. Um, this hustle yeah. game, and I don't know mm. if it's just social media, yeah. you know, yeah. there's a lot of hustle. And I know us women, we're, we're hustling now. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. you know, we're doing that. But yeah. we've got to look af- after Absolutely. our hormones. Because I've, burnout's yeah. real. Yeah. And before we actually started this episode, we were talking about this. And yes, we were saying, we were. you know, we, we have both, started our own businesses mm. outside of here yeah and you know you hustle you do you start you your do. business and all you want is a million clients all you want is to get as many people to see your business and 100%. all you want to do is market and get everything out there 100%. but you know what I was saying to Danny was I did this yep. and I gained lots of clients and it was going really well yep. but then I had to stop because I was so burnt out yeah. and I was so exhausted and now I feel like I'm trying to get all of those clients back yeah. and it's twice as hard. Of course it is. You know, but if I just kind of relaxed and look, looked after myself, yep. put my health first. Enjoyed the process. Enjoyed the process. Yeah. It would have been a slow and gradual rise yeah you know not it's, this crazy up and down like yeah. you know but it's real yeah it needs to be yeah. spoken about more absolutely I think, we need to bring more awareness to that we do you know yes of course everyone wants to be successful and strive for the best of absolutely course. but you can still do that with looking after yourself first because stress sure. is stress causes havoc on your body it causes havoc to your mind yes. and to your health in yes. general so you know by reducing that stress you can actually yeah function at such a higher level 100 you know? thinking clearly yeah. like, like exactly you hit the nail yeah. on the head completely and you can get to success mm. you mm. get to success yeah, you get there just yeah. because you might not get there you know as quick you're going to yeah. get to success and you're going to yeah. feel good about it and enjoy the mm. process rather than burn out and then trying yeah. to bring yourself back so yeah, we've all been there and we've it's all not been nice. there yeah <laughs> it's not the yeah, nicest no it's okay so to finish off today what is a final piece of advice you would like to give someone who may be listening to this and yeah. they've listened to your journey and maybe they're experiencing some similar things mm-hmm. you know they've mm-hmm. experienced some of those symptoms and they're not really sure what to do next. And yeah. maybe this has been a bit of a light bulb moment for them. Yeah. What would you say to that person? Look, I know how personal it is to mm. be on this journey and yeah. no one can ever judge you for that. But I do think informed consent is the most important thing. I think yeah. do your research mm. before getting them, whilst you got them, if you're thinking about getting them out, do your research, yeah. consult with many practitioners and make an informed decision for your health. Yeah, That might mean keeping them in for a little bit longer and then eventually getting to an explant or it might mm. be explanting straight away. Um, but I think informed consent is really, really important in doing your research because yeah. if I had known, yeah. I perhaps would have made a different yeah. decision. Yeah. However... It brought me to where I am exactly. today. Exactly. That was a journey you had to go on. It was my journey. Yeah. So Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so where can we find more of you? And if yeah. someone would like to book in a consultation with yeah. you to balance their hormones and feel their best, where do they do it? So you can find me at Danny Bullion Fitness mm-hmm. on Instagram and at the House of Holistic Health on Beautiful. Instagram. And just follow the link in my bio and you'll be able to book a consultation I do online and face-to-face in Adelaide. Amazing. So, yeah. And we will be putting all her handles in the show notes so you can find her easily. Phenomenal. Beautiful. So thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your experience because, like we said before, this isn't really something that is talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So hearing it firsthand, you know, hearing about your experience and your journey 
has been amazing. So thank, thank you. you for sharing that with us today. Thank I've you. loved this episode. It's been great. <laughs> thank you for having yeah, me on the show. It's absolutely. been amazing. I enjoyed good. every moment. So good. thank you. Yay. <laughs> thank you. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you have taken even just one piece of wisdom from this episode that you can apply to your life to help you grow and be a happier and healthier version of you. Please like, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and make sure to share us on your socials. Sending lots of love to you all. Bye. Yay. Thank you. you. That was so good. <laughs> was that okay?